What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Swing Run Podcast. As ever, I'm your host, George, and as always, I'm joined by Louis and Lewis. How you chaps doing? You well? I'm doing great, thank you. You good, Louis? Yeah, I'm finally ready to get into the Pacific, mate, after Let's the mistake in the last one. So Yes, it's the, big, it's the big division, it's the Pacific. Where are we kicking this one off with, boys? We are going to kick it off in LA with the Clippers. Oh, Clippers. They were 48-34 and, and last season. Obviously yeah. had a very big off season, made some moves. So let's start off with that. What do we think about Kawhi and Paul George joining? Oh, I mean, is, where, where can you go? I mean, what is there to say Kawhi Leonard coming off of his best ever season in the NBA, best ever season in the finals, um, kind of playoff final MVP, single-handedly took took a, a good Toronto team, got on the NBA championship, and now he's he's come home and he's in LA. So I think it's it's probably... It is the best off-season signing for me. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it was great that they got these two because not only are they just great offensive players, they fit really well into the ethos of the Los Angeles Clippers of this like, you know, this gritty, determined defensive team. They're both great defensive players as well as great offensive players. So, yeah, I like both of these moves. I think it's, yeah, I agree with George, yeah. the best moves of this um, off-season. Last season... The Clippers weren't actually that good defensively. They were, they were pretty bad in mm. terms of opposition points allowed. So adding them two will definitely help with that. And yeah. that obviously will help on the offensive as well. Averaged Paul George, 28 points. Kawhi, 26.6. So both ends, this they're just fantastic. That was a career year for Kawhi, mm, definitely. I am not sure. Inter- no, no, definitely not, was. Yeah. On his points, it was definitely a career year. Yeah. And for Paul George, I'd feel like as well. He got, um, so I think he came top three in the MVP voting last year, which is, you know, the best mm. he's ever done. So yeah. he's come, they're both coming off of the, they're in their peaks basically, and they're, they're coming to elevate what is already a really good team. One that got the eighth seed in the Western Conference and one that uh, took the Warriors to six games as well. Yeah, took a couple games off them, which is very surprising. Yeah, it was a yeah, career for good. Paul George, 28 points career by quite a lot as well. Prior to that, it was twenty three point seven in when he was his last season at the Pacers. So, yeah, and I think the other thing as well is then they are joint while they're great players in their own right. As you said, they're joining a very good team who seem who seem to all you know they they have great relationships. They they really want to play for each other, and so adding these two on top is just like the the cherry on top of the cake. Is they're going to be very dangerous next year? Yeah, or this season. I think they're easily. I think they're easily the deepest team in the entire league actually I'd say I was going to say the West but now that I think about it that starting five and that bench as well I mean we all know what Big Lou Williams and uh, Montrez Harrell can do when they come off that bench the uh, pick and roll is like it's too much for a lot of teams especially like the second units like I, you can't stop it Lou Williams going to the left is just like he'll <clears throat> he can hit any shot and Montrez Harrell is just so solid going to the rim um and obviously they've got they got a lot of good guys, I think, in trades. Zubach, they got for absolutely nothing from the Lakers, which still makes no sense. And mm-hmm. I think they done well in flipping George's good friend Tobias Harris when he <laughs> was playing very well, got a bit of all star buzz or whatever. And they flipped him for good, you know, the picks that they eventually used to get Paul George. And they got Landry Shamet as well, who's a really good player, really good shooter, and mm-hmm. uh, performed well in the playoffs last year. 
Yeah, I mean, what, what, what are the predictions for this team then? Are we, are we saying they're the favourites or, or have you got another team above them? Um, in terms of where I'm putting them, I mean, you, you can put them on level with the Lakers in terms of when you just look at the, bet, the betting odds from it. But it's, for me, my head says the Clippers. Although my heart would say the Lakers in terms of this, if you look at straight at the LA teams, obviously I'd quite like the Sixers mm. to win this, but I don't think they will. I think in this situation it is, my head says the Clippers, but my heart would say the Lakers to win it. But I just don't think that the Lakers this year will do it. Really? I've got a feeling from it. Um, I think in terms of things, I feel like the Lakers have more complement, like the duo is more complementary, if you get what I mean. I've, Kawhi and Paul George aren't very good playmakers. I mean, Kawhi, uh, Paul George got a career high in assist actually last year, 4.1, but he's not what you necessarily assume as a playmaker and like a finisher. They're both they're both finishers really, and they're going to need someone to get them the ball at points. Um, the point guards I've got starting anyway, I think we'll all have starting is Patrick Beverly, who's obviously yeah. a defensive bulldog, not the not a very like typical point guard as you assume set in plays and that. So um, it's going to take a little bit of adap- adaptation, I think for the Clippers, but I'm fairly confident with the players that they have, that they'll get the one seed in the West, actually. And they, they are my favourites for the championship because they've got Kawhi Leonard, who to me is the best player in the NBA. Yeah. The, only, the, only, the only question mark with them in terms of the Clippers, especially in the regular season, is just that obviously Paul George is injured going into this season off of two um, mm. shoulder injuries that he's had and, and surgeries from yeah. him. So he's going to be eased back in because there's no need for them to rush him in when Kawhi's playing. I just I, I don't think neither of them will. They definitely won't play eighty-two games this season. I mean, Kawhi Leonard only just about played. He did sixties nil or something around that mark last year in the regular season. Yeah. So they're they're definitely not going to play that much. And then especially if they get injured and they get scared towards the end of the when when they're tailing off in in the regular season, they want to get them for the playoffs. That might affect them. But I, I mean, there's no doubt in terms of when you get to the playoffs, I think they'll be fine. But yeah, I mean, when I look at it, I would say. I would put them and the Lakers as my two teams that I would put just above the rest or, or the next or the next group of teams like the Sixers and the Rockets. And I think it's between, as you said, the injuries uh, and the health of Kawhi and Paul George versus the fact that, as we said before, there was a team that Kawhi and Paul George are coming to, whereas with the Lakers, they've made a lot of changes. That team's going to have to take a while to gel. Yeah. So that's why I think I would probably give the edge to the Clippers just because I think that those relationships are already there. But the injuries could also play a part. Yeah, I get that. But would you not, in terms of uh, from where I see it as well, is that this Clippers team as, as a whole last year was obviously they were great in terms of what they did as, as that collective of players. And now they've added in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, which is all well and great. But do you not think that the additions of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George could disrupt what was going on prior to that little good little fold that they had? Um Personally, I'd say no because of the mindset of the players that were in that team already. Like, I don't think anyone there sees themselves as a massive star or has a huge ego. I think they're very happy to play for each other. So I think the additions of Kawhi and Paul George, I think they'll be able to mesh with the team and fit in very well. I mean, I, I was just going to say, we had a team last year who done very well in the playoffs, a nice young team, and um, two stars came back into it and then they all kind of capitulated so there's a fair point to make i think with all due respect to Kyrie Irving and Gordon Haywood Kawhi and Paul Jordan Paul George are much better players than both of them yeah and um 
I'm, I'm not really worried. I mean, Lou Williams has been coming off the bench the entire life when he could easily be starting. And um, these other guys that, yeah, I don't see an ego and there's not really any contract situations. So I, I'm not too worried about that with, with this team. I think they've got one goal in mind. That's to get a ring. Yeah. All right, so for, the for the teams. Unless you've got a final statement you want to say, George? No, no, no. Okay, uh, so the over-under is 54.5, which I think mm. I think it's top, It's at least top five predictions for um, teams in the league. I think they're third or fourth, something like that. Well, what are we thinking for the Clippers? Are we thinking over or under that? Easily over. Easily over as well. Quite yeah, easily, yeah. Over as well. I mean, I just, I just thought about something though. Did you say that Paul? Did you think? Would you say that Paul George is a better player than Kyrie Irving? Um, I, go on, Louis. I mean, you, you said it, so you can start. Yeah, um, the, it's just a two-way thing more than anything. Paul George is one of the best, best defensive players in the league, as well as being a more productive player than Kyrie in terms of points. I mean, I mean, I can't argue with the, two, can't argue the two-way thing, but I think. I don't know. I don't think it's a hundred percent dead flat. I think there's I mean, an argument there. The main argument I would give to Kyrie is we've seen him in the playoffs, in the finals, in those big moments. He, you can yeah. count on him, and he can rise to the occasion. Whereas we don't really know much about Paul George. At the moments I know he got to the um, Eastern Conference Finals <sighs> of Indiana, but it, it's not the same as Kyrie in the finals, for example, when he hit that three pointer after no one had scored for a couple of minutes. I think it could have been his coming of age moment last year in the playoffs, like think if he would have been at full fitness which he obviously wasn't for that entirety of the end of the season because he was on fire at the start i think that oklahoma city would have easily swept well not swept they would have easily beat portland over that seven game series in my personal view anyway and our others will have different opinions but mm. uh, uh for the pure two a thing i'd rather have paul george and just start uh, uh, i prefer paul george's player yeah personally. i mean i'd have paul george as well so the clippers <clears throat> part of yeah. their entire draft yeah. picks of like the next hundred years for him. Mm. So, all right. So, do you want to move on to the next team then? Let's do it. Yep. Okay. We shall move on to the Golden State Warriors. Quite, quite a lot happened with them over the past few months, including the finals of all those injuries. So, I guess we should get started with the big. Missing, missing person from the team gone to the Nets now. Kevin Durant. What do, what do we think about that? Uh, in terms of this season, I don't think it will really matter that much. And I think that, well, because obviously his clay's out, so they're not really going to be pushing for it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could kind of tell it was coming all year. I mean, when you had that, when there was that spat with him and Draymond on the sides, yeah. and then obviously with the burner accounts and everything and everything and everything, you 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 knew he wasn't going to sign. If he was going to sign, he would have came out and said he was, even though Kyrie did something similar and then didn't. But um, you just got the feeling that it was more likely he left than not. Um, and it will be very interesting to see when KD comes back, what type of KD you'll get back as well. Because for, I, I know that you'd be stupid not to offer KD that contract. But when he comes back, he might be half the player he once was, which is still a great player, but it's not someone that you'd be wanting to tie up, I think, on that type of contract for it. Louis? Um, well, with this 
Golden State Warriors too. I mean, um, with regards to KD, I also agree that with that injury, he can't be the player that he once was. He'll still be a very good player. He'll still have that shooting ability, but he's not going to be top. I don't think when he comes out, he's not going to be a top three player like we knew of him. But um, that's this is about the Golden State Warriors anyway. Yeah. And um, I'm a bit concerned for this team, actually. I think we've, we were all in agreement. I mean, we'll, we'll do them later, but the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be making the playoffs this year. So that's one less spot in the Western Conference. And um, there are about three teams I think may miss missed it this year. And I, I honestly, I have the Golden State Warriors as one of them. You don't think they're going to make No, I, there's a possibility. I think there's a possibility. Uh, I, they wouldn't, I wouldn't put them as my number one to not make the playoffs. But, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I'll put it to you as this. I think D'Angelo, I really like D'Angelo Russell, actually. I think he's a great isolation pick and roll player and um it's great that they lost kd but they got someone in return they got a true all-star level player but um with him and uh, steph the perimeter defense is going to be absolutely atrocious and the small forward who like i mean we were discussing this yesterday i have no clue who's going to start a small forward for them it's probably going to be robinson yeah and um uh, that's not great, is it? To be honest, I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about a, a, a sharp downgrade, but um, I think with the Golden State Warriors, it's just the fact that if they get to a point where they're not in position, they're not in firm position for playoffs, um, they may bring Clay Thompson back. But if they're completely out of it by then, their defense has completely capitulated, and they haven't won, and Steph hasn't basically you know played enough games or got enough points for them to win all these games i don't think they'll bring him back because you know what happened last year to kd they got loads of criticism for not you know yeah. giving him a bit more time to rest pressuring him to play in that finals game so i i, I am a little bit concerned for this team personally i'm probably going to get a lot of hate from dub nation they are furious <laughs> in in it but also they're missing andrea guadala sorry i forgot to mention yeah. that as well who's also a really key piece for their de- defense dependable i'd say yeah no. Yeah, I mean, and, and KD what, as well, actually. Yeah, another good defender. But with the Warriors this season, the main thing I'm looking forward to is just Steph this year. He's, got, he's going mm. to put up some yeah. ridiculous numbers. It's going to be it's going to be amazing to watch. It's going to be old MVP Steph. But my question is to you: Is do you think he plays? You know, James Harden had to do that last year of the Houston Rockets, where they got off to a really bad mm. start, and um, he had to just keep going for like 30 like he had that ridiculous run of 30 point plus games do you think steph has the durability to do that because he's quite injury prone and i don't think he does personally yeah maybe not as maybe not to the level that harden did but i I do think Mm. he's going to be playing a lot this season do you think he can play a lot though do you think that he'll be able to i mean he's had a lot of ankle issues in his history and i i just don't i it's it's hard for me to see a fully fit steph season just because they need it. Yeah, That's, that I, is my main point of contention with the Golden State Warriors, personally. I still think they'll they'll get into the playoffs. They'll just about get in. Hmm? I think it will yeah, be on I mean, the I, an unbelievable season from Steph. I'm not saying they're not going to. I think they're at risk is, what I, is the point I'm trying to get across. I, I think hmm. Steph Curry drags them into the playoffs, personally. Yeah, so. Just if they're in doubt, and I know he's, there's the injury doubts of him. The thing that I'm more interested in is the fact that 
they did sign D'Angelo Russell, which wasn't really a signing I expected them to make. And what they're going to do with him, because obviously I think he's going to be here at least for this year. I think that it'll be interesting to see that if he develops and he starts playing better for the Warriors, then obviously he was good at the Nets, but he's not that that man, that, that key player yet. If he develops and he becomes a serial scorer at the Warriors in place of Clay Thompson, then when Clay Thompson comes back, if it works with those three, it would be so interesting to watch how that kind of like offensive trio could play on the court. Because Thompson can move into small forward a bit. And you can have the backcourt being Curry and um, Russell. Mm. And it would just be, I'd really like to see, because there's so much playmaking in that three, like more than what it would be with Durant, Curry and... um, I'm pretty confident. I mean, they they just got him because they wanted to get something after KD left. I'm pretty confident come next season. There's a lot of things they could have got. So I don't know why they went for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I think they just wanted to get something so, so, so that they weren't just left cut and dry with KD leaving. I think he'll be being put up on the trading block to see what they can get. I think it was the only viable way they got an all-star with their salary because it was done in a sign-and-trade way. So that's the only yeah. way they could get someone even close to the level of KD because they're, they're maxed out of, you know, they had to pay Draymond as well this summer. Mm-hmm. Um and and I'm expecting Draymond's going to have to actually pl- basically be himself this regular season because last last season he um he had to lose twenty pounds before the playoffs and uh, we saw what the effects were in the playoffs like the guy is like a, a great defensive player he can put up triple doubles he's like the glue guy to his team he's what mm. makes them tick but um he's going to have to be that guy all season now and um, yeah. that'll be interesting to watch as much as uh, it, it'll be the second attraction of course to the Steph Curry takes 75 shot show but um, yes, the, yeah the Steph is going to average out a lot <laughs> this year yeah and um, like the, the shooting percentages if he's still in that 50 40 90 club and stuff like that he'll certify himself as like one of the like the best point guard of all time potentially and maybe one of the best 2015 players yeah. Yep. Right. What's uh, the over and under on, on the on the Warriors this year? Their over and under is forty seven point five. So what what are we thinking about that? I'll go on the over on that quite comfortably. I think. Louis, I'm going under on that. I'm Oof. going under definitely. Oh, that's going to be a difficult one. Sorry, I'm I'm going to say under <laughs> as well. I'm going to say forty seven. Wow. Yeah. Both are going under on the Warriors this year. Mm-hmm. That surprises me a lot. Well, so- no, Clay, no KD. That's 10 games less than last year. I don't think it's that outrageous. That's, that's bad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. To me, that's that's pretty bonkers. What do you see them getting then? I know you said over, but what number are you saying? I mean... I- I'm I'm seeing like the forty nine mark, fifty mark. I think mm, that's, that's not too much difference. <laughs> no, I know, but like to suggest of just to, for them to go under as well, and then obviously Louis isn't. I know he's not stating it, but you think yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, Louis, come on, give us a number. Like, if you're saying they're not getting playoffs, what are you saying? I'm not saying they're not getting playoffs. I just think there's yeah, a possibility really. that they won't. Yeah. Um, what oh. I'm, thinking, I'm not thinking too low. 45, 44. 
No, it's pretty low to be fair. That's pretty low. But I mean, I guess if it's just not fully. It, it will be about that. Mm. All right, do you want to move on to the next ones then? Let's do it. All right, we shall move on to the Phoenix Suns. Another poor year last year, nineteen sixty-three. You ain't doing no double teams on this one, mate. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with DeAndre Ayton's rookie year. First first pick in the draft. What do we think on him? We high on him or not? I like DeAndre Ayton a lot. Hmm. I mean, drafted him in my um, fantasy basketball team as well. Yeah, but I really like. I, I think he's great. Yeah. Um, I've got an interesting stat for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, DeAndre sure. Ayton and Shaquille O'Neal are the only players to at least to to at least uh, average. Uh, 16 points and 10 rebounds on 55% shooting in their rookie year. Mm. So, um, very promising. Pretty though. high standard is being held to there. Yeah. yeah. I think um, it's just, it's a, it's a matter of I think of the time. main uh, point of. It's a matter of time for DeAndre Ayton. He, he's kind of seven foot one, he's got seven foot five wingspan. And the more and more he plays, the more he'll just get better and better for the Suns as well. Yeah, I think he's a very good prospect. So he should he should progress well this season, especially alongside Devin yeah, Booker. It'll, be... <laughs> it'll mainly be with the defense on DeAndre and really that he that that's the main point of uh, improvement. I think he needs to make because yeah, he's, he's defense quite bad terrible. at the minute, and he yeah. needs he needs to be like a a good rim protector basically. But um. Yeah, Devin Booker, we all know what he's about. He can put up points, most of them in losing efforts, let's be yeah. real. Um, I think the off-season moves the Suns made this year kind of confused me because, firstly, they traded away TJ Warren for absolutely nothing apart from cash considerations, I think it was, which is quite insulting, really, because he's one of the few good players on the team. But um, mm. uh, And then they traded... Down from their sixth pick, which is fine, but then they selected uh, one Cam Johnson with the eleventh no. pick, who is a great. But he's also older than Devin Booker, which I find a bit strange in terms of the timeline of this team because they're obviously meant to be quite young and growing. But in any yeah. case, uh, in free agency, I actually quite liked getting Ricky Rubio for this team. Yeah, I like uh, that. I as think well. he gets the ball out of Devin Booker's hands, and he. He plays good defense as well, which is what is needed because this team is horrific defensively. Mm, played well for Spain as well in the uh, in the off season. Yeah, I think he's a bit of a defensive so, liability. Um, Ricky Rubio, in terms of the Rubio, yeah, when he's if he's trying to hang on to some of the top guards, I don't know about that. No, he's a, he's a good defender. Yeah, he's got he's got a nice long wingspan. He stays with guys. If you're thinking about the playoffs last year when he was standing behind James Harden, I, I don't understand that either, really. But that's just that that was obviously the tactic. He's a good defender. Yeah, that was strange. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, they definitely need some defense. One of the worst defensive teams. Well, they were one of the worst. I think he got, he's got a lot worse. When he was at Minnesota, he was all right. But at Utah, I don't I didn't really rate him as a defensive player. I'm real. Yeah, he had that unreal game against Oklahoma City in the uh, playoffs. It was like that thirty-point triple double where Russ was mm-hmm. like, oh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut that down." Next game, he didn't. I think he, I think he 
you know, put one up on him again. I, I, I do like Ricky Rubio. Maybe a bit of an overpay on that contract, but, mm. you know, I, they needed someone to get the ball out of Devin Booker's hands because he's not a good, a good enough shooter at the minute. And the, I think he needs to be put in more off-ball shooting situations, if you know what yeah, I mean, catch and shoot. Yeah. No, I could shoot. he's done that a lot in college. Man's, with... won, a, man's won a three-point contest. <laughs> what was his three-point percentage, though, last year? Yeah, we don't 32.6%. <clears throat> so, yeah, not definitely not, not good enough. Definitely yeah. not good enough. For a player of his caliber, he yeah, needs to be want to see that up. at least closing to 40. Well, just like, about average at least, would be a but, um, or, or average. Yeah, maybe. definitely. Um, they signed, uh, George, they signed a, a, a former sixer in Dario Saric. What, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, the thing. You, you can say all of this and it's kind of when you when you go on to this and with the Suns, you can sign these players and everything, but what, what's the aim for the Suns this year when we go into it? Like, I what, think it's what's, just developing what's... the young players, to be honest. Is the main I think thing. it's to make the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. Well, you think you'd go I that think, far? I think... Well, they're signing older players. Dario Saric yeah, is I guess like, they've got a mix. you know, experience. And so is, so is Rubio as well. And um, yeah, I, guess I mean, I, I don't think that... I don't think they're banking on making the past. I don't think, oh, yeah, we're definitely making it this year. But I think they're at least thinking towards that because, I mean, uh, you, you can only do so many years of growing. Yeah, but yeah. What, what, Dario Saric, what's he going to do for them? He's a, he's a good scorer, but he's nothing special. Yeah, the space like, is the floor. Yeah, 36% from Philadelphia. Right? That's not terrible. For a big not... man, it's good. Yeah. I, I mean, defensively, him him and Aiton in a front course is quite atrocious. I will say that. Mm. Um, I think there was other ways of going about space in the floor than, you know, trading down from the 11th pick. I think Jarrett Culver, who, you know, was the pick that Timberwolves selected with the sixth pick that the Suns originally had. I think he would have been quite good for this team. Nice free and D player. But obviously, they, they uh, Saric and they wanted Cat. Yeah. yeah. I do quite like this team, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> I think they'll be better than we expect. Um, <clears throat> what's the over under on them? Uh, they're over under twenty nine point five. So you are you going above that then, saying you think that they're aiming for playoffs? I think they'll go above it. Yeah. Oh, what? I'm, I'm going over. They got nineteen wins last year. You think they're getting ten more? <laughs> yeah. Really? Man like Devin. Man like Devin is going to do bits. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm probably going to regret this one, but definitely certainly under. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say under as well. I think they'll be close. I reckon they'll get 28. What you think? Oh, I think they'll make big the improvements. Risk. I reckon they'll be 28, 27. I made the risky picks on this podcast, so uh, I'm going to continue with that theme. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm definitely staying the under. <laughs> right, where are we going now? Kings, <clears throat> or... and we are going to go to the Kings. Yep. Yeah. Go to Sacramento. Just missed out on the playoffs last year. Yeah, had a decent year last year, 39-43. Obviously, um, Fox being a, being a big part of that. I know you're a big fan of him, Louis. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of both of their backcourt, actually. I think they complement each other well. Yeah, Fox is sort of like the traditional point guard who makes the plays, and Buddy Heald is obviously that knockdown. Shooter, and here's an interesting stat for you on Buddy Buddy oh, Hield. Yeah. I told you I've got interesting stats for this podcast. Mm. Um, so Buddy Hield shot forty two point seven percent from three 
last year, taking yep. 7.9 attempts per game. So of 18 players who took seven or more three-pointers last season, Heald was the second best at shooting threes, basically. Obviously, only behind, we know, Steph Curry. Yeah. So I think people underrate how a shooter Buddy Heald actually is, and I think well, he's yeah, definitely worth the contract the they gave him. Yeah, the big contract. Yeah. I think uh, there's a little bit of haggling there, actually. I'm surprised they didn't just go all out and, you know, give him the money he wanted uh, yeah. first off. But they haggled a little bit and they got a better deal for themselves, I think, actually, which is needed because this team signed Harrison Barnes to like 85 million for four years, which is quite ridiculous, to be fair. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm, mm. I think it's a contract you regret in a couple of years, but at, right now, at least, he can provide some reliable buckets for this team. It, I, I didn't really understand that one because they could have made some moves for Bogdanovich and, and things like that in, on that situation. Mm. It was It was weird to sign Harrison Barnes for that length of time on that money. Um, I think it's a case of no no free agent ever wants to move to Sacramento. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, basically, right. whoever they've got, whoever they've got, they just want to keep. And yeah. um, they're, they're developing the three at the minute. Obviously, we mentioned Heald and Fox, but we haven't mentioned Marvin Bagley, who had a, yeah. you know, sort of a... Mic- he, he was- no, sorry. <laughs> it says... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have quite the rookie year, I think, of as the other, you know, top people in that draft. But he had a decent one yeah, in I'll March. He averaged yeah. in March. He averaged eighteen point five points and eight point two rebounds in twenty six minutes, which was by mm. far his best. Um, I think he's, you know, that traditional big man. He thrives in the paint, and I think De'Aaron Fox being able to shoot this year, and Buddy Hield obviously being a good shooter, got Bogdanovich as well. Um, I think it, it benefits him greatly that he's got a lot of space in to work with. Yeah, I, I think he should make some decent improvements this year. I can see him coming on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, Def- I like Bagley. I like Marvin Bagley. I think, he's a, I think he's a good shooter as well. I think from the three ball, he's actually quite... I don't have his numbers for it, but when I've uh, watched him... He, he didn't shoot particularly great last year. He shot 31.3%. But I think I think it was more of... The, when I have when I watched him, to be fair, I quite liked his shots and the shots that he took. It was his shot selection that I quite liked. But mm. if it's 31.3, yeah, that's not great numbers mm. for him. But um, no, I mean, I, I think that I think the Kings will be good this year. I think they're quite comfortable. They're over under 38 and a half, and I think they're quite comfortable for that to be over. Mm, yeah, I, I think the main thing with the the Kings is they're, they're a great team to watch. They're very fast-paced. Yeah. Uh, and so, I'll, you know, I think if they're on, give them a watch. They'll be good. Yeah, I think they needed to as well with De'Aaron Fox. That's just how, how fast he is. How he they plays, need to play yeah. at his pace. But, mm. Yeah. And uh, Luke Bolton, their new coach, obviously, this year, used to coach mm-hmm. the Lakers last year. He, he likes to play that type yeah, of basketball. So nice. I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a, that's a match, your match well made. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's up to, it's up to um, the young crew this year for them. So but, they, um, they need the core to improve. Yeah, I, I think they'll probably mm. perform about the same as last year. 39, 40 around that mark. Yeah. As well. Do you think they make playoffs? I I'd think say they, I... Mm, I think they just miss out. I think they just miss out. 
I, I'm going to go over and I think they just miss out as well. I, I like that they've added some winning players to this team. You know, Deadman from Atlanta, Trevor Ariza mm. also plays for this team. And, you know, Harrison Barnes' contract is a bit mad, but he he, can, he has won a championship and he can score. So I like that. I teams that are, are more loaded for me. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's move this on then to the final team. And yeah. where else to end it than with the Los Angeles Lakers? And I think we have to get straight to it. AD joining. The yeah. Huge trade to go off a lot of players, but they have got one of the best players in the league in, in um, return. So are we liking the look of AD and the Lakers? It's going to be an interesting one with them this year. It all depends on how they set their systems up and where they play AD and where they play LeBron for me. Mm. And also how they fit Carl Kuzma into this, because he's very important in this situation of the team going forward for me, Carl Kuzma. He's got a very important role to play because although you've got the dynamic duo and then you can and, and a lot's been made of these marketing on the dynamic duos for these teams when you look at the Rockets, when you look at the Lakers, when you look at the Clippers, and then the Nets, which will be next year, even the Mavs to an extent. But for me, the Lakers are so dependent, considering they traded away 99% of their team to get him. Um, they're so dependent on these two working that the rest of the guys there, when you take out Carl Kuzma, aren't really that. So Carl Kuzma, for me, is going to be, play a pivotal part in the season for the Lakers. I actually like a lot of the other players they've got. Danny Green, Bradley. Oh, Cook. sorry, no, Danny Green, yeah. I did forget, yeah. Danny <sighs> Green, Bradley, really Cook, Daniel. Yeah, they're all decent shooters. So I think that's good to have around LeBron, obviously. Yeah. That's always the way the way, <laughs> the way success has come for him. But I do I do agree with you. I think Kuzma uh, does have a big part to play. He's going to have to be that sort of third player behind LeBron and AD, I think. So, so I think if he does well, then the Lakers should have a good season. I also... I liked JaVale McGee last season. I think this season, them getting him again, he, he should be very important for them, especially if AD wants to play that power forward position. I, I love the look of the Lakers. I think it'll take a while for them to gel together, but once once they're um, all accustomed with each other and they know each other play, I think they'll be firing on all cylinders. Um, uh, the, the pure reason I prefer the Clippers over the Lakers is I just prefer their depth personally. Yeah, um, I think so. that's the that's, that's the obvious the obvious point to make. But um, I, I, I'm not too sure about the other players you mentioned. I do like Danny Green. He's a good, he's a good defender at the very least. But sometimes he's a bit he's very on and off for me. He's inconsistent yeah. in the he's playoffs, especially. Involved. He had some really good games, and he had some ones where he was just bricking every shot. That's how it goes with shooters. But um, yeah, yeah. If he's the third guy, I'm a little bit worried. I mean, if him or Kuzma. Him or Kuzma in the third guy, I'm a little bit worried. I like Kuzma, but um, I, I don't love Kuzma, if you know what I mean, especially I really like on the defensive end. I like yeah, I know, I know you do. <laughs> I, it's not that I dislike him particularly. He can put up points, and I think that's what this... Uh, he'll be coming off the bench, won't he, realistically? Um, I don't think this team can fit... Yeah, maybe. I don't think this team can fit LeBron, AD, and Kuzma. I think, Kuzma, start. yeah, I think Kuzma starts. I think I think in a, in in the yeah. situation where they'll end up doing it. I think um, I think it will be a, a matchup of AD will eventually go centre, even though he doesn't want to play there. And then I think it will be a toss mm. up between LeBron and Kuzma switching between small and power forward. I don't know. I, personally, I had it as McGee starting, AD at power forward. I had it as LeBron running the point. He can't. Play I didn't. Point. Yeah, I know he can't, but I'm saying whether, whether he's small forward or he's point guard, he's going to be having the ball most of the time anyway. So he's essentially a point yeah. guard. 
So so even if he is put a small forward, they they'll have other people there that which means that he's essentially the point guard. And I had Danny Green and Bradley starting, so I didn't actually have Kuzma, but yeah. I could see Kuzma easily being in the lineup. So I did see I that um, that I mean I they, I know they got Queen Cook this year, and I like Queen Cook as a player. And mm. then also the Rondo, it's all been said this year that he's he's working as much on his jump shot, well, he's working more on his jump shot than he ever has in his career. So they're obviously, they've notified areas of weakness what's in this team. And when you, I think when teams come up against these, I think they, they're going to struggle perimeter defensively. I know they've got Danny Green there, but as we've said, Danny Green's very hot and cold, not just on shooting, just on his play style in general. But when teams go small against them, I do worry about the Lakers in terms of from the perimeter. I think teams can end up shooting these out of the games, but yeah, that, that, I think- that's, that's my worry with it. I think the paint you have Anthony Davis to lock it down quite personally. I think he's one of the best defensive players in the league. I'm sure yeah. both of you agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what I'm looking for this year is a bit more of a an aggressive LeBron, basically. I think he's yeah. a lot of people have said a lot of things about him last season that he's finished, yeah, the other disrespected him. That's what yeah. Did. yeah, I agree. I think I think I, think I want to see I, I I mean I don't want him to go full full throttle. I don't expect him to go full throttle. The man's like turning 35 soon. But I I want to see him go more all out on on offense and at least try on defense a little bit because I think seeding is actually crucial crucial in the Western Conference. We've seen mm. you know Houston came up against Golden State earlier last year and maybe if they came up a little bit later it would have been a, a different story and I think they need to get those wins I don't think you can completely disregard the regular season and just rest these players I think Anthony Davis is going to have to play a lot of games because I think LeBron's yeah. more of the risk in terms of health yeah I, I think when you look at them as well it, and what's going to be really interesting is like when they come up against these teams that will kind of go small and try and shoot those teams better hit them shots because when you look at it and you've got AD, you've got LeBron, you've even got like former mm-hmm. de- defensive player, the Dwight Howard as well. When you think about it in this, it's team length that they're, they're, they're not going to get many balls off them. So it, it needs, if they're going to play against teams, they need to be highly efficient when they play that three ball as well. For yeah, Howard's an interesting X factor to see how he's going to do this season. Right. Because I don't, anyone apart from him really knows what, what he's thinking well, at any it was, point. It was, a, it was a low risk signing for the Lakers. Oh yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah. But, um, I'd have preferred I pre- I'd have preferred their centre depth going into this season if Demarcus Cousins would have stayed healthy. Oh yeah, I mean he, he wasn't he wasn't the same player he was last year, but he he still had flashes of that old Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, He's yeah. never really been. Yeah, I think I, I think people are underrating that? Anthony Davis a little bit. I think people underrate Anthony Davis as well. I think, I think he's mm. fantastic. But uh, you were saying their over under is fifty one point five. Yeah. I think they quite comfortably do that on the over. I think they go over it as well. I'm going to say 53. I don't think I they'll think get they over as well. I think we're all in agreement with that. Mm. No. I think when you look at it and you see that last year that, yeah. they, got, they got 37 wins, like, it, and and LeBron went down with his biggest injury, missed 19 straight games in, in his career, or was it 17? Something like 17 or 19 games. And I think when you if you get a healthy LeBron James and you, and you take the addition of AD, you get Kuzma into that mix. You got Dwight Howard. You got some of the Danny Green who can shoot the ball better now. I think that they're quite comfortably past that. I think they can go for about fifty-five. Mm. Yeah, I think it depends on how much they rest LeBron, but they should be all right. I think, and they'll probably end up with the third or fourth seed. I want to say in the West. 
No, uh, I, I think Rashford's and the Clippers go above them. I think the Nuggets might as well. Yeah, I tend to agree as well. I think those teams are more geared to regular season success yeah. in the playoffs. Different story, mm. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Come the playoffs, I have a lot of confidence in this Lakers team. I do and I don't just because it's the Lakers and of what I've seen. But yeah, it's a completely different team. And I, I was going to look up the stats for last season, but I didn't even bother because it's such a different team. There's no point. Mm. <laughs> I think AD is going to be the, the, the X factor for them when they come to the playoffs. It's just, I can't, I, I so hope that we get an away. Yeah, just, I, I, I just, it would be such a spectacle for it. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Right, so we're all going. So we both agreed that we're all going on the over for the Lakers. Uh, yep. We changed on difference in of opinions. I was the only one that was going on the over for the Warriors. I think we had Louis and Lewis both stating that they was going to go for the under. Um, yep. We all had the Clippers as overs. Then I think was it you, Louis, that said you had the Suns on the over, or did you both say it? Uh, I did. I said under for the Suns. Yes, Louis said on the over. Me and you, me and Lewis both said on the unders. And then for the Kings, did we all say over? Didn't we? Yeah, or did you we, say under? Uh, no, I think I no, no I think I, they'll go over. I think no, they'll go you over. You like Kings, yeah, yeah. I think they'll go over, but they'll just miss the playoffs. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, all of them. Yeah. So I think on that note, then that wraps that up. That wraps up um, our discussions on the Pacific Division. Make sure you're following us on our socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Swingman Pod. Um, we're always on there, we're always talking to you guys. So make sure you drop us some um, some tweets and you you talk to us on our Instagram posts as well. They're all great. They're all great work by Nathan. So we'll leave that there um, and I'll sign us off there. Thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you.